Welcome everybody to another episode of The Business Boys, episode number 74, getting up there, almost three quarters of the way to 100, 74, here we are, Jimbo, with a glass of red wine that was about to go bad, so that's what I picked for my drink day. With me as always is my main man, Spence, how you doing? I'm doing well, good call on the red wine, what kind of wine is it? Um, the red, the red kind. What kind of wine? Oh, I actually picked this from a, a vineyard um, in uh, Bromont, I believe, or near Bromont. Uh, it's called Léon Corvée. It's great. I, I bought a 12-pack of bottles recently, got it delivered. Um, typically, I'm not the red guy. I'm more of a rosé or white, but hey, it'll do, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the way to go, man, ordering wine. Uh, some great wineries in Niagara here. And you can order them, get them delivered. Yeah, yeah and it comes nice out rose. to like twelve bucks a bottle landed. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a similar price to going to the LC. Yeah, exactly. And it's just way yeah. better. And like, you can have a little story to tell when you're serving dinner. There you go. There you go. You got a drink today, or you? Uh, I know you a busy busy week for uh, for El Spencerino. No, no, no uh, booze today. I drank enough booze for like a month on Sunday. After the Packers loss, also shaved my head that night. You know, it was just one of those days. <laughs> so uh, just having a coffee right now. I got, I got a few things to do after this. Very nice. I, on the yeah. other hand, I'm happy. Uh, Bucks back in the Super Bowl, man. Let's go. Fired up. Yeah, it was uh, it was an entertaining game. That's for sure. Lots of emotions. A big range of emotions during the game. For sure. Definitely happy. Uh, happy to lose to you. You know, on the Bucks. You know. They, they definitely deserve it. Brady's the GOAT. And I uh, got my Bucks Super Bowl future, which is nice. I've already hedged it a bit, though, with uh, some KC to win the Super Bowl. So we're, we're plus money no matter what. I'm just going to eat some food and enjoy the Super Bowl now. Yeah, of course. You got anything on tap for the eats or what? Oh, you know, just uh, head to the girlfriend's with her mom. And uh, she always makes Swedish meatballs. I love uh, I love those. And then we'll probably make a nice dip and, I don't know, maybe maybe some wings or something. Don't know if we'll have enough time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good stuff. Very nice. Yeah. You doing any hedging or are you just you ride or die, baby? Bucks uh, ride or die, man. I'm all bucks, man. I love man. it. Yeah. I love it. I'm more of uh, a coward than you are. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure if the Packers were in, you wouldn't be a hedger. No, probably not. I mean, the payoff is way less. The Bucks at eleven to one. It's like, how can I not hedge this? It's this free money. Plus, Casey just looks so goddamn good. They do. I must admit, but, but not, it is not Tom Brady not good enough. Tom Brady. So, um, I guess we'll just jump right in, uh, and by jump right in, three and a half minutes into the podcast, we'll like the biggest, craziest news of the week was what's going on with GameStop. Uh, don't stop till you get enough. Uh, I, I know you have tons of notes, tons of thoughts, and you're ready to dive into this. So I'll, I'll let you get at it because it's been a, a fucking crazy, uh, crazy week or so. It's been nuts, man. All I've been doing all week is following the stock all day. Uh, I mean, I've been doing other things too, but you, you can't ignore it. Twitter's on fire, Fintwit. Just great times, man. I love seeing that as someone who loves it investing even though this is not investing but just love the 
the dynamics of the stock market. You just love to see this. Um, so pretty much GameStop. Uh, I'm sure many of you have heard of it in Canada. It's uh, EB Games we have here, same parent company, GameStop in the States. Pretty much the uh, video game retailer. Uh, I used to go buy pre-owned games there for pennies on the dollar back in the day. Literally haven't stepped foot in an EB Games in five years, maybe. I don't know about you. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while, but goddamn, I used to love going there. Yeah, it was great. And so, anyways, the, the shares were like a buck or two bucks. You know, market cap of like two hundred million, maybe a, a few months ago. It was everyone was was con- convinced that this retailer was going to die out because why would you go to EB Games and you just go on your playstation store and uh you know buy the game digitally it's just so much easier right i think that's what most people are doing and that's the trend but a year ago like the big shorts michael burry uh dr mike he was buying a lot of shares in it saying it's over it's undervalued and and stuff like that everyone kind of ignored it then lately chewy co-founder ryan cohen he bought i think 9.9 percent and got three board seats. He wrote a, a letter to management, kind of urging them to take action to to fix the struggling retailer, transition to more of a, a, a digital kind of uh, video game hub type thing. Uh, maybe get into like what am I th- uh, the uh, the competitions there, esports or uh, e games like stuff like that. What's the word I'm thinking of? E esports, no. Okay. Well, yeah, there's, e- sure. there's esports, which is like, like bat, like 2K and NHL and shit like that. And then there's, yeah, it's esports. Yeah, it's all esports. I think. All right, even like League of Legends, that that's called esports. I, I feel think, like I, I think I'm, so. the word's escaping me. Anyways, what's gone on in the market lately is this two dollar stock has gone up to like three hundred and fifty bucks today, um, just popping like crazy. At two bucks, it had a short interest of like 150%, which means more than the available float was being sold short, which, which is just ridiculous, man. Like they were, brokerages were allowing like more, sh- they were lending out more shares than even exist, which is, you know, it's beyond understandable how that happens. And all these hedge funds were short this company and the bros on Reddit, the Wall Street Bets bros, pretty much coordinated a buy attack almost um, on the heels of, of the Ryan Cohen coming in and, and some potential action and thinking it's undervalued, but mainly just to fuck with the big boys, the hedge funds, fuck with the shorts. And the thing has seen an immense short squeeze, not seen since uh, the Volkswagen Infinity squeeze in 2008, um, where Volkswagen briefly became the most valuable company in the world while it was struggling. Um, this is just classic market dynamics, man. Like a massive, massive short squeeze. Um, tons of people buying the shorts are bleeding money. So they have to buy back their shares. It just creates more buying pressure. People are buying out of the money calls and those come in. Um, brokerages have to buy shares to hedge against their the calls they're writing. So you have this like incredible market dynamic where the company has gone up from two bucks to 300 50 bucks it's worth over 20 billion now at its bottom it was like 200 million so um just really insane dynamics man i'm 
Look, look I, I think it remains to be seen if they can transition the company, you know, uh, make it into something viable going forward. I think obviously, like, you'd, you'd have to be probably pretty crazy to, to buy in at 350. It's, it's a little more speculating, gambling than investing. But uh, who knows, man? Like, this short squeeze could, I feel like the short interest is still really high. This could squeeze up to, like, 700 or something. And then it'll probably plummet back down like it always does. And people will, will get burned on this. But you know what? A lot of like regular people just like YOLOing call options and money just made a ton of money on this. So happy to see that. Happy to see the hedge funds kind of take one on the chin. And man, it's just been entertaining. Like uh, Andrew Left getting killed at Cytron. Uh, one of the most successful hedge funds, Melvin Capital, just getting absolutely owned. Um and, and it's kind of trickling over now into some other heavily shorted stocks. We're seeing Bed Bath & Beyond going up like crazy. Frank the Tank's pumped about that. Express, which is like a failing retailer, also popping. And today we saw AMC, the, the movie theater chain, pop 300%. Uh, people just attacking that. The v- trading volume is just insane. <laughs> I mean, AMC is just in a world of pain right now. Uh, I could get like it, it was a bit undervalued, but for it to pop 300% in a day, this isn't uh, people seeking value. They're, they're really just attacking these big hedge fund shorts. And I don't know. I, I think anyone bitching about it like needs to fucking lighten up a bit. Like, just shut up, man. Like, hedge funds been fucking around the little guy for many years. Uh, it's good. I like whenever, when people make money, man. It's, it's fun shit. I even traded a bit of AMC today, just like a little bit, just for fun. Made us 300 bucks. So <laughs> that was fun. And yeah, man, I, I love to see it. It, it. You know, these things are going to come crashing down eventually. They always do. But it's been a hell of a ride. And, and props to anyone who got in early and made a ton of money. Uh, hopefully invest it reasonably now from now going forward. Yeah, it's insane to see. And like, yeah, you like to see a good a good rally from some... Uh, some, from the little guys banding together. So totally, uh, totally on board with that. A lot of people have been reshorting too, and you never know if that's a good idea because there's no, there's, who knows I mean, where that's the, what's, the, that's what's making it keep going up, right? Yeah. They short, reshort, and then they have to rebuy and recover. It's, it's this whole circle. <laughs> it's, uh, the circle of life in, in, in this stock. It's, it's pretty crazy, man. And if you think about it at 350 bucks a share, like, yeah, it's fucking inexpensive for, for what it is. But man, 350 bucks to stick it to the big guy. Like, it's not, uh, it's not too bad. Like, it's a fucking, it's a Friday night, uh, bar tab if you're fucking going bananas, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worth 23 billion now, which is well above its highs. Like, even back in the day when it was thriving before all these digital game sales. So it's probably not sustainable, but it is a bit peculiar that management hasn't issued a secondary stock sale, raise some funds to uh, launch their next phase of the of the plan, what they want to do if they want to go digital, step up their e-commerce game. It is kind of surprising to me that they haven't come out and offered a secondary, just sell like, I don't know, 20 million shares at uh, 200 bucks a pop or whatever, just take all that money, fucking go buy like a... Uh, friggin' online gaming platform or something, you know? I, I, I don't know. That, yeah, that, so that's, that that's my question me. now. Now that they're they're propped up, how, how do they use this money? Like, to, to a novice investor or businessman, how does, how does a, a GameStop take advantage of this 
and start investing into new avenues to, to boost their business. Yeah, they need to do a secondary sales, uh, stock sale. Like you saw, you see a lot of smart companies do this. People always bitch about it. Like Tesla did it two or three times last year. You have to take advantage of, of your high stock price. Go issue a bunch more shares when the demand is there. Raise, you know, a billion bucks or whatever, $500 million. And from that, you can launch initiatives, you know, start closing off underperforming stores, start ramping up your e-commerce and, and digital sales, like create that digital gaming hub that you're thinking of. But you have to do a secondary to raise money. You're, you're not issuing debt at this point. That'd be suicidal. Right. But I, I don't understand how they haven't come out and done a secondary yet. I would think they should. But this is just classic. When your share price runs high, like you you can, especially in this market environment, this crazy bull market, like issue more shares, take a small hit on the day, whatever, but take that money and use that for your future plans. Right. So they got to take the money and then they can, they have it and can use that. And even if the shares plummet the next day, they've sold them at a specific amount and can hold on and use that money. Yeah, right. Because... You know, this this is right now just a trading dynamic. Like, this isn't driven really on... Uh, I know people are arguing, like, it's been a fundamental shift in strategy in that. I mean, that's all on paper right now. They haven't actually started to do shit. So, you need to you need to get capital to, to deploy that strategy. Right. Yeah. So, I, I'm surprised. Like, we haven't heard anything from management. Um, I'd be shocked if they don't do secondary at some point. Like absolutely floored if they don't, but they haven't yet. And I'm I've been shocked they haven't yet. So we'll we'll see what happens. TikTok and goes the good o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Like you 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 missed the boat though. Like if you're listening to this, don't go buy three hundred fifty dollars share at GameStop. The boat's left. You you you're swimming to catch up. You'll probably be left with the bag in your hand. Exactly. But yeah, man, some people made a ton of money, man. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. All on GameStop. A quick one in a quick week, you could double, triple, quadruple, sink, twiple. I don't. I, I, that's where I stop in my knowledge of the the twiples. But <laughs> not a bad oh, return. Yeah, man. <laughs> all all this like investing fundamental stuff has just completely gone out the door. Um, it's sort of like depressing a bit in the way if you're like a classical like value investor, but you have to understand market dynamics and shit like this can happen. And when you're shorting 150% of a stock's float, like this is, this is almost bound to happen. We, we saw this with Volkswagen in, in 08 during the Great Depression. Like that's why shorting is so hard. That's why it could be a brutal, brutal business, man. Like, thank God Shopify taught me a lesson because, like, you'd be so tempted to short this thing. It's, Absolutely. It seems so unsustainable, but just better to enjoy the action and uh, chuckle throughout the day. And give props to the to the Wall Street bets, bros. <laughs> Heroes. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to touch on on that or shall we move along to some, some, some of the smaller uh, hitters in the last couple weeks? Yeah, let's move on. One last thing, man. A Andrew left Cytron. Like, he kind of lit the match that ignited this whole flame. Like, it was around 40 bucks, and he does this kind of lazy video on why it's going back to $20, which, 
isn't even a really good short if you're just making uh, 50% or that that's your like end target. And uh, everyone just wanted to stick it to him. And, and from that moment on, it was like last Thursday, it just screamed higher every day. So I think it's probably better that these short sellers just kind of keep it close to the vest sometimes instead of trying to go public and, you know, publish a, a video about it, whatever. I hear you. Moving uh, along, there was, uh, this one's going to be a mouthful to say. So Yak is a Slack-backed startup. Uh, I checked them out online. They recently raised $7.5 million, which I know is not the uh, usual number we're used to hearing on the Business Boys podcast, but still a, a nice amount. But I, I thought I'd toss it on here because they have a really interesting um, business model or, or idea of what they're doing. Um so essentially, it's it, it digitizes meetings and, and voice messages and, and stuff like that. And the whole goal is to, obviously, as, as, as the goal is for everything these days, is to optimize things, uh, spend less, times in, less time in meetings, um, which is something I think we can all get behind nowadays while we're on Zoom. Um, so essentially, you can screen share. Uh, and so let's say you have, okay, there's a new update in our CRM. Uh, instead of hold, holding a meeting where everyone has to stop what they're doing in the middle of the day and join that meeting, you can actually just record yourself talking uh, and then record the screen and then just send it to everyone uh, seamlessly. And then people can watch it as like at, at any point in the day. And it integrates with Slack. So it pops right in there into your groups. And, you know, if anyone can watch it whenever and then you see when people have watched it so it's a good way of just keeping keeping the flow during the day um you can also uh ask questions give explanations so i can just be like yo like spence how does this work again like i'm having trouble with this and say it to you instead of typing it to you and then whenever you're ready you can respond back to me with like a, a voice message um it also, if you have meetings, it'll create like a like a searchable transcript. Um, so you know, if if we wanted to have the transcript of the business boys meeting wrote out by AI, we can go back and look at look at it. And yo, remember when you said you bet on this, and actually you you didn't, and I don't have to beer chug. Well, we can fucking go back and see that and exactly what we bet on it. Um, you know, allows you to go back to meetings. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm I'm down. I like it. And it's pretty cheap. It's like three bucks per user per month or something like that. Um, it also allows you to like extend outside your network to like uh, investors or partners or, or, or things like that. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I checked it out quickly. Um, seems like it would integrate very well with Slack. Obviously, they're backing them. I wonder if it integrates with Teams. I'm sure. I don't know if they have any uh, Microsoft Teams integrations yet. But uh, yeah, pretty cool, man. Uh, nothing like revolutionary. It's like a pretty simple idea, right? Super simple idea, but doesn't exist but yet. It's, it's so all about functionality. Yeah, it's all about like I mean, we I could record a video of a PowerPoint and like send it to you, right? It would be a similar thing, but it doesn't have the functionality, the ease of access that this would have, especially if it's integrated with Slack, right? Exactly, exactly. So I, I like. I like we all know how that you can you can screen share and record but yeah it's just about doing it quicker and not making like a whole a whole hustle bustle about it and it makes the back and forth a lot quicker as well it's like leaving a voicemail but like way simpler 
Um, yeah, I'm on board. Dude, who leaves voicemails anymore? Like, God, that's just like, come on. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, maybe a, you do right, with sales. Uh, no, I don't think no one. It, but I mean, more like personalized voicemails. I have been in sales for over five years, and not a single person has ever returned one of my voicemails. It's all text. Yeah, you can just text your yeah, clients. No one, too. no one, no one checks their voicemail. It's just like you get like uh, random calls from people leaving voicemails. Just delete them. Yeah. You. You. My cool grandma stuff, still I wonder has maybe the, uh, if Slack will uh, try to buy it or something or Salesforce now integrate that into their system permanently. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, I was bringing up my grandma. She's like, oh, I was at her house a little while ago. And she's like, oh, I have to go check my voicemails. And she literally still has like the, the mini miniature tape that you have to rewind and press play. Oh. Fucking those are the good old days. Ghetto ass G mama. I love it. <laughs> oh, those are the good old days. So she still has a landline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. No call waiting or anything. <laughs> That's old school, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Apple um, shifting around some things. I know we, we talked recently uh, after, uh, what was it, the consumer electronics showing um, that there was like, you know, just talk and speculation about a, an Apple iCar. Um, so this was, I, I thought was interesting news. So uh, his name is Dan Riccio, Riccio, I don't know, Dan, uh, Dan the man, Dunchkowski. So he was leading <laughs> Apple's hardware division for 25 years and he's making a shift to where uh, it is not known. It is top secret project, uh, the oh, Ninja shit. Report. Uh, so he's going to be re- uh, reporting directly to Tim Cook, uh, working on we don't know what. It's unclear what this new initiative is. Could be the Apple iCar, could be this long rumored AR VR glasses, or it could be something cool that I've never even heard about that I, I don't know <laughs> about yet. I doubt it's the iCar because I think Doug Fields is running that division. He was, uh, he was like senior engineer at Tesla for like five, six years. Uh, came from Apple, went to Tesla, went back to Apple for the car division. So I doubt it's that, but AR, VR, glasses, maybe. Who knows, man? They have so much money. Who the fuck knows what they're trying on in that sick HQ of theirs? Trying out. Must be so fun to be a part of and just like brainstorm these ideas. And it's like, oh, let's try it out. Like there's, they probably have hundreds of these like kind of yeah, you probably like also secret a little of cash ideas probably makes so much money yeah they just reported their uh, earnings man check them out after so they've been so busy with earnings didn't they have really good from from my quick glance and they have like surprisingly good iphone sales as of late honestly i was I, I just looked quickly i was a little bit disappointed you know every time a new iphone's out it's like iphone iphone uh super super nah, what am i thinking Super, not super sale, uh, super cycle. Like when a new iPhone comes out, right? They get like a big bump in in iPhone sales typically, but it, like it really hasn't been that way for many years, man. Like their hardware, especially the iPhone sales, have kind of capped off. Like it's really the App Store, like the like the, that's really carrying them, right? And and wearables, and obviously during the pandemic, like we saw a surge in iPads and MacBooks again, but. I think like the iPhone super sale is kind of dried up a bit. I mean, 
Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty I think saturated market. Everyone fucking has one at this point. Like back back in the iPhone like five or four, whenever like they were really like growing like crazy, like people still had flip phones and stuff. So I mean virtually everyone has a smartphone now. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So I I mean I know they had amazing revenue, but I'm willing to bet the services uh, and like the app store and that carried them there. Uh, I'm sure they're fine, like amazing sales. I'm just like thinking the growth isn't quite what it used to be in oh, terms of no iPhone way. sales. Everyone's yeah. just kind of upgrades as like unless you're one of these like rich like enthusiasts enthusiasts. Like I think everyone just gets a new one when their old one breaks. Like I saw a new was this a Samsung phone. Maybe I don't remember. You know the new iPhone has like three uh, holes on the back for like taking amazing pictures. Okay, yeah. Like the new Samsung has like five or six. Like these guys are going so crazy on cameras now. It's like it the just new version of, of when they remember when like there was that phase where we were like when one year like we had like two razor blades on our shavers but then like within like two years there was like 18 (laughs) of them and it was like oh we added like another razor for that 18 times like deluxe shave yeah yeah exactly like uh chick and cook gillette or whatever the mach 3 the mach 4 (laughs) yeah yeah they were just going ham i wouldn't know now i just used uh the old electronic the Uh. old clippers same here. I'll do I'll do the edges every once in a once in a while once in a blue moon, but it doesn't require many uh, many cartridge switches. No, you don't use the one blade bix. Not bix. The uh, what are they? Those cheap one blade. One are they bladers. not bix? Are they bix? I, I don't know. I, I think so, but I think bix make like pens. I feel like they, they make also everything make that's like extremely disposable. I think they make lighters, pens, and razors. They just dominate the dollar store. Yeah, totally. That's their demographic. Good stuff. Good old plastic shit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what else we got here? Spotify made a, made some moves into audiobooks. Uh, naturally, I don't know any of them uh, except for Frankenstein. Uh, was it the popular? What do you mean one? they made moves? Did they buy a company or I, no? I they've just been like launching. They 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 added like I think they added like nine audiobooks to it. So it's not like this huge investment they made. But uh, nine books, yeah, nine books apparently, dude. Like, so like, audiobooks are hot right now. Yeah, and, uh, they're all over Kindle, so they're they're going up with Amazon on this. They uh, are a lot of people I know prefer audiobooks. Man, they dig them. I mean, you can crush an audio like a five hundred page book. You could probably crush an audiobook and like during the workday, you know, type thing. Just listen to it. I I'm agree. old school. I like to read. Are you a are you an audiobook guy or not? Nah? I mean, I like podcasts. I crush podcasts. I just like to like when I like to read a book, you know, read a novel, get into it, kind of, I don't know, like train the brain. Like I'm listening to podcasts and music all day. So I kind of enjoy reading a chapter or two every night, but I couldn't see the appeal. They're faster and a lot of people fucking hate to read. Right. And they're, they're way more expensive. They're like 30 bucks compared to a $10 book. You're paying like triple. So good for business. Um, I think it makes sense for Spotify, man. Like get into podcasts, get into audiobooks, just expanding like crazy. But they're gonna go head to head with Amazon. I think they have a, Amazon is a pretty good e- ecosystem for them for yeah. audiobooks. With yeah, the, uh, I think it's a Kindle great idea that, too. But- I'm just not a I'm not an audiobook guy for the sole reason of 
like when I read, I need to like reread the same line like six times and listening to them, I'm on another planet. Like I just can't, I can't focus, you know, especially mm-hmm. if they're like, like I get it for like, like if I was reading something like for fun, you know, but if it's like, a, if I want to like learn something, like if I'm reading like a business book or whatever, like I just, I won't retain a word. So I, I prefer the book, take a little notes as I go. Yeah, I guess you could do that with an audiobook. Put it on your headphones and open up a Word doc, take some notes. Yeah, totally. But I can't do it. But like, if yeah, I'm on the bus, like, move. I'll just be, like, or, like, the train. Like, I'll just be, like, looking elsewhere, like, lost. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I, like, nine books, they got to they gotta up that up. Yeah, they got to <laughs> up that. <laughs> I've never even what read else Frankenstein. Was there? Frankenstein. I just, and I just what? know he's a, 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 a Halloween favorite. I've been meaning to read it, but I don't know, man. It's it's tough to read some of these old books, like this written like these. You no know, Jane Eyre. Oh, just some classics, man. Like like when you're reading old stuff, like they're just written like I don't know. You know, it's like old language and that. Yeah. He was reading uh, Around the World in 80 Days. It was a classic. It's Even like The Great Gatsby, like, is oh, brutal to read. Yeah, I read it in high school. It was given to me in high school. You spark noted it in high school? Yeah, right. I just, they just tell you where all the similes are and you put them in your essay. It's only like 100 pages, 200 pages. The movie I thought was way better. Didn't see it. Yeah. Leo was pretty good in that. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if you can pick, like, who narrates the book, like, different voices. It's like that Simpsons episode when they get that voice thing in the house and they're changing the voices to, like, Pierce Brosnan or whoever. That'd be pretty dope. Would be dope. Yeah, I'd be, I'd for sure want, like, a Morgan Freeman narrated book or oh, something yeah. like that. Or the, uh, the British guy that does all the nature shows, what's his name? David Attenborough or whatever. I don't know his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Or like just get something like, you know, like an old school, like Mr. Dress Up or Mr. Rogers type guy. Give you like a nice, like relaxing read. <laughs> That'd be good stuff. And anything else? Finally, another Beyond Meat joint venture with uh, PepsiCo. Can't wait for some Beyond Meat Doritos. Plant-based Doritos. <laughs> Late night no, they, they established vegan. a joint. Fa- <laughs> Sorry, late night cheeseburger vegan. Yeah, oh man, that's that would be a hell of a flavor. <laughs> I don't know exactly. They said like snacks and beverages, so I don't know exactly what what they plan on doing. But uh, just a joint venture, like Pepsi. You know, like amazing branding. They own the grocery store. They've friggin' you know better than than most. Like they just own the shelf space in there so um i think it makes sense it's good for beyond meat you know pepsi get into a little bit of the healthier crave craze and uh probably makes sense going forward we don't have a lot of details at this point maybe like some some uh beyond meat pepsico beef jerky or something i don't know now you're talking yeah some pepperoni pepperoni sticks a little Slim Jim. Ooh. That make me yeah. a not-so-slim Jim. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. Uh, just like a ton of earnings coming through. I had like a 
I have like a million down here from tonight. Is there anyone you're like very excited for? No, not anymore, man. There's just too many to go through. <laughs> like I'd say the like none of them are even that notable so far, man. Like Boeing's was so bad this morning. It was they have they're in a world of pain. Uh, now they have issues with like their Dreamliner jets are delayed. Their seven 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 X, those are delayed. Uh, just when the Max is coming back, they're just burning cash. They'll probably like they'll get over it with Boeing. Like they're not gonna let him fail, but it's gonna be like a rocky road to recovery. We had to like Facebook, Tesla, Apple tonight. They were all like pretty solid. You know, like street expectation is so high though, so pretty natural if you see like a bit of a sell-off for that but no nothing really too exciting like it was pretty pleasantly surprised by a lot of them man they're a lot better than than i expected it's promising it's promising news yeah what pandemic right yeah had a customer this week call it the scamdemic <laughs> oh man gotta love it well, I got nothing else, man. I'm running out of juice over here. Yeah, nothing really. Nope. I got nothing either, man. Oh, well. I think uh, we should wrap it up and fucking talk to you in two weeks. Yeah, well, thanks for everyone for post-SB. Uh, post tuning in for episode uh, 74. If you're, uh, if you're a sporting fellow, go Bucks. It's my squad. It's my quarterback. And uh, talk to you in a couple weeks. Check ya later. Peace out.